Call it Paul Bubba Sparks. Booty, 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 back to Shimmer Her Story, a women's athletes retrospective podcast. We are covering Shimmer Volume 12 today, the finals of the tournament for the first ever Shimmer Women's Champion. I am your co-host, Stacey, and as always, I am joined by Stephen Graham. How are you, Stephen? Good, Stacey. Um, did you hear about the two people who stole a calendar? I did not. They each got six months. <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you get that out of a Christmas cracker? <laughs> I'm not confirmed today. Um, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm I'm great after that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Um, hopefully, I would guess by the time we release this to the public, it will no longer be 2020, which I think is is best for everyone. <laughs> so, happy New Year, everybody, and hopefully. It will definitely be a better one than than last year. I every time I've tried to say, "Oh, how could 2020 get worse?" Like something else happens. So um, I'm not going to say 2021. It obviously has to be better because then who knows what the fuck's going to happen. Um, <laughs> but we have Shimmer to talk to, uh, a talk about, and we've been um, building towards this title uh, being awarded for. We're on volume uh, 12, so for friggin' 12 shows now. So, <laughs> I'm very excited to see how it goes and discuss it with you. Um, and yeah, this is from the Berlin Eagles Club, June 2nd, 2007. Um, the second day of a three uh, show taping, which is something they've never done, so that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, uh, you want to get into this now, or do you have any thoughts before we start? No, let's get into it. I'm just very keen for the conclusion of this tournament. Like yeah. you said, it's been a long time coming. So. <laughs> been a long time since we watched it, both. <laughs> so, luckily, so, we took some great notes. Um, and my first note says that Lacey cut a promo. And <laughs> what was awesome about this is that um, she has no problem facing Daisy because she's beat her many of times. And the only reason she lost to her in Shimmer was because the referee was incompetent. Um, continuing Lacey versus the referees motif that's been going on for forever and shiver, which I love. Yeah, she was great. It's always a good idea to start with a Lacey promo. Like, I love it also how she, like, she was like, you know, we have so much history, we fought each other so many times, and then she was like, I beat her more often than not. So it's like, she can't, she can't even like brag, like, I always beat her, she, you know, but she's just like, no, no, more often than, like, over 50%, I would say. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm batting over 500. So. <laughs> but yeah, she blamed, obviously, the ref was the reason why she lost in volume one. Spoiler, it, uh, retroactive spoiler, it wasn't, but, you know, this is lazy. And then, uh, Following directly from that is Daisy's we get promo. a Daisy Hayes promo, and I say promo, but what actually happened was that she just started singing the yes. promo. I assume singing along to like the tune of her theme music or something that sounds like her theme music, like it was reggae. Yeah. But, like she was singing, yeah. and 
I just, I, 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 wrote, I don't even have the words. She sings a song. What the fuck was that? I also literally wrote down WTF. So <laughs> we're in agreement here. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so that sets up, uh, they're going to be in the semis uh, in the tournament here. We'll get to that soon. But first, we have uh, Alicia versus Josie. Um, really, the, the battle of the theme music. Um, it is the battle of the, the mid-2000s R&B theme music. Because we have My Humps versus This New Booty. My first notes are actually, what are you, what are you going to do with all that junk? Followed by booty, booty, booty rocking everywhere. So. <laughs> they match up well thematically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is not. This is like your your typical shimmer open. Uh, nothing uh, that's super great here. You're not going to expect that with Alicia, obviously. Uh, and Josie wins at six thirty four. Um, <laughs> my, my, the first thing I remember from this was like when Josie comes out and people are cheering on her. Alicia's like, "That's who guys, you guys like." <laughs> Very derisive, which I thought was funny. Um, they, they, uh, they talked about, uh, Dave talks about how, uh, Josie, it's a do or die moment for her. Uh, she's been off the roster because of losses in the past. And if she doesn't win here, she will not be back. Um, <laughs> that was a good, another storytelling of Shimmer, which I like. Yeah. Well, they have, they've been saying that about Josie for a while. Like, the last few shows she's been on, they always talk about she's still winless, she needs a win. And then she lost, and she was kicked off the last two, like, the last show. Yeah, and then she's come back here. And, I mean, honest to God, if she loses to Alicia, like, I just fucking quit. Like, I mean, eventually, she didn't. She didn't. But, okay, Uh, so that's great Dave moment. My favorite Dave moment is... Dave says Josie's weight is unknown, just like the barbarian. <laughs> no, it was Alicia's weight. No, you know what? Alicia. It was because they. I noticed they're starting to do. Like I think it's this weekend of tapings. They're starting to do more gimmicks with the announcer, like when they announce the guys before the match, because Alicia was announced as weight unknown, and that's why Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> the barbarian, and then Josie was announced as 145 bootylicious pounds. <laughs> okay, I, so, I should have wrote more clear notes, but that's great. I love that. But, yeah, so they're, they're doing more announcer gimmicks, which I yeah I got a kick out of. And oh, the other thing about commentary is that halfway through this match, uh, Danger interrupts whatever they're talking about to say, "Oh, oh, I have our producer Artie in my car." <laughs> yes, Artie. And and my request for a street fight with Cindy Rogers has been accepted. So so now we know that Danger is facing Cindy Rogers later in a street fight. But yeah, so we now have the mysterious Artie. Who um, apparently approves match. No, I guess he just relayed that the matches were approved. We still have that that um, whoever Alice in Danger petition, petitioned is not necessarily Artie. I, I don't well, know yeah, who she goes to. I, li- I like to think that there was a process where Danger uh, petitioned... Uh, for this match with Cindy, to uh, Prezak, who's sitting next to her, and then Prezak had to secretly get word to Artie to then relay it back to the desk <laughs> to Danger that it was approved. <laughs> because, I mean, he could have literally turned to his left and said, okay, the match is on, but no. Is, um, <laughs> to do, it this way. do we, like, 
in a cape face sense, is, is Dave the actual one making matches, or? No, I don't okay. think they ever talk on the shows that about how Dave actually, you know, is. I think they just said management last time. Yeah, they keep it. Have to talk keep to it management to the match. Yeah, yeah, it's not Prezak on, on in kayfabe. It's just anonymous kind of management, which which is fine. I mean, the absolute last thing I feel like we need at this point is you know the general manager to come out. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I do so, prefer when they don't really get involved. And it's just like, yeah, um, thank God. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, because we know it's him. It's funny just to think about, like, <laughs> and also, I mean, it's dangerous as well. Like, she's, I think, part of, like, the management of the thing. So she's, is she asking herself? Is there a mirror involved? <laughs> but, yeah. I like the idea of danger sitting in front of a mirror and, like, relaying her case. Um, oh, like, there's a desk. And she's like, she comes in and sits down and is like, can I have this match with Cindy? And then she, and then she gets up and puts on a pair of glasses. Sits up, sit on the other side, puts the glasses on with the pen. And like, I'll take that under advisement. <laughs> and then they just sit there in silence for a while. And then uh, she's like, okay. And then Dane's just like, oh, excellent. Thank you. Walks out. Exactly. Uh, so basically, the, the commentary was better. And the commentary, match. yeah, was way better than, than the match. Um, because, I mean, yeah, uh, it's Alicia. But the important thing to note is that after, you know, however many shows Josie has been on, eight long shows in the making, Josie has finally won a match. Which, you know, thank God. She'll be back. She will be back. She's finally saved her spot. After For the time being. Times of trying. <laughs> For the time being. She's not out of the clear yet. No. So, yeah, that, anyway, that was that. Yeah, so, yeah, so, like you said, Josie gets her win. Um, let's move on. We got Sarah, Sarah Stock. So, we go to the other people in the semifinals. Uh, Sarah Stock, she, she dares Sarah Del Rey to get in the ring with her, which, well, duh, it's a, it's a title tournament. She's gonna do it. Um, <laughs> and then Sarah Del Rey says that she's gonna win the belt by any means necessary, and then shoots her little toy gun. Um, <laughs> Yes, she still has the toy gun that she picked up uh, in, in the first round, so, yeah, which is great. Oh, boy. So, yeah, so, you know, we get this match later on. But first, uh, oh, yeah, so we get a recap of Hayes and Lacey from the first volume. Um, I guess the referee is incompetent. I didn't really see how. Um, he he wasn't, uh, is, is the answer to that. <laughs> but we have this rematch here. Uh, in the semifinals of the tournament, um, Lacey proclaims that the flower is loaded. <laughs> and gets the referee to check it for weapons. Oh, which is just... I love Lacey. Me too. Um, I thought this was damn good, but why don't you talk about it first? Well, I thought this was damn good too. Uh, I Yeah, I love this. I just loved the the pace of it, especially in the beginning. Like The way they start, it's very full-on, it's very frantic, it's all action and it's very uh, almost brawly. Like, they're brawling a lot, they go outside a lot in the beginning um, and use the guardrails, they get thrown into the guardrails and Lacey, uh, there's a point early where Lacey uh, ties Daisy up in the guardrails using her uh, the strings on her armbands uh, and to beat on her. So, it, yeah, I really liked the way they went outside. They were just brawling, brawling, which makes sense because you have Prezak on commentary talking about 
you know, all the history between them, and even they spoke about it earlier, like the history between them. They fought so many times in Ring of Honor and Shimmer all, all around the place uh, for so many years. So it makes sense. Um, yeah, and I just, I really love this. Uh, I think Lacey was fantastic yeah. in it. Uh, just just incredible. She took over and was just lacied it up all over the place. She she grabbed the flower and choked her with it. Uh, which <laughs> was smart see? because it was loaded. You know, yeah, totally. Did you see she did the uh, the ultimate shimmer uh, camel clutch like using the guardrail? Oh, yes. The shimmer special camel clutch in the guardrail. Exactly. Like it, Yeah, I love that too. Camel clutches in shimmer always just pop me now. <laughs> And, you can't not see it anymore. Yeah, and this match was a lot of it, Lacey, um, after the aggressive uh, kind of brawling on the start, uh, a lot of it was Lacey working on the back. Um, and she was awesome at it, like with Muda locks and forearms to the back. She was just completely focused on it. Um, and Daisy had a big comeback. The crowd was super into her. Um, but uh, Lacey just like cleanly encountered Lumblower to the, uh, the DDT for the win at 14.06 to move on to the finals. And, and Lacey here, she's still pretty young into her career, and she doesn't have much longer left in her career. But, like, um, so I was discussing this with uh, uh, some of my friends when we were watching this. Um, Lacey is one of these people that, if she actually cared about wrestling, could have been an all time great. Like, she would have been hitting NXT. Like, she she started around the same time as Becky Lynch. Like, imagine her hitting her prime when the, when the uh, Women's Revolution stuff started. Like, that's insane to think about. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and I think, and because Lacey's been one of the big names on the indie scene during this period, like, already. I think it, yeah, like, you're right, it's easy to forget that she was still pretty young at this point, and it's still, yeah. She was going, to, so she was going to, go. to school and just doing this on the weekends for fun, like, yeah, to pay the bills. This was her yeah, fucking was working at the mall warrior. job. Yeah. yeah. She was literally a weekend warrior, and she was this fucking good at it. <laughs> like, yeah, and honestly, it, yeah, the more I watch of her as we go through these, like, it... Honestly, she becomes one of the really big what-ifs of this generation. Because, they get like, I mean, there are a lot of women wrestlers that uh, you can say this about, considering, you know, the way WWE and everyone treated women up to a certain point, uh, just the opportunities they got. And you can say it about a lot of a lot of workers, especially the ones on the indies at this time that never even got a look in, uh, you know, because they were indie wrestlers and, and all the rest of it. But, like, Lacey is just... Because she's such a great heel, such a great character, it, like she would have been perfect for WWE if that's the route that she took. She's the total. And like you said, yeah. yeah, if she came up at a point where they really started to push the women, like you said, alongside Becky and everyone else of that that kind of time, like you, you can only imagine, like honestly. But yeah, she was really, really great in this. And I mean, Daisy was really good in this match too. Like I, I'm always impressed by Daisy Hayes. And she was really good, like, selling, like, a lot of through this match, still having these hope spots, like, hitting a big crossbody, hitting that huge missile drop kick when she started her comeback. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it was, yeah, like, 
just really good stuff laying it in. And yeah, the finish, it was very like, it was back and forth. Like, Daisy hit the heart punch, but she missed the kick. And then Lacey missed the DDT, and they just keep jostling back and forth until finally Lacey, like, hits the. What is it? I always call it the backcracker because of Carlito. It's the long blower. Long blower, yeah. The long blower, and then the DDT, and just one. You know, which, which A, avenges her loss from volume one. Um, and B is a nice clean win for her. And honestly, at this point, I was like begging and pleading for Lacey to win this match. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, it has nothing to do with Daisy, but I mean, after this weekend in particular, like her performance on volume 11 in the first few rounds and now this, like she has just been unbelievable. And she more than anyone else needed to be in this final after all this. Yeah. And my big like thing, the kind of thoughts I've been having lately is um so a lot of wrestlers they're not like extremely well educated um and that kind of stuff uh and they're really great like there's a lot of uh, super amazing wrestlers um but there's certain wrestlers who are actually really smart um a nick bockwinkle a lacy here and i think it just it flows into their matches a lot and i like they just do so many little things so well that uh, I really like it, it's it's such an advantage and I really appreciate it and Lacey definitely uh, portrays that a lot I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like you can you can tell like all the little things like you said that that go into her matches. You can just it's it's just genius. Yeah. So yeah. I've become such a huge fan of Lacey, like, particularly after this weekend. Like, it's... I'm oh, yeah, this is a huge coming... Like, she's been great before, but this is, like, a huge coming out uh, party for sure. Um, but let's move on to the other semifinals, see who gets to face Lacey in the finals. And we have Sarah Del Rey versus Sarah Stock, um, the double Sarah's match, I guess. Um, and let's see. So this one here was also another great match, but it was kind of a... Um, definitely a different feel. It wasn't as hate-filled as the previous one. Um, and it was, it was kind of cool to see the nice dynamic between the two as Sarah Stock was using a lot more of, uh, she was doing some like lucha arm drag takedowns. Um, she does like a springboard drop kick. Uh, she does, she just brings a whole different element, like monkey flips, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but, Sarah Del Rey, she has her great power offense and technical offense. Um, And yeah, I think they play off each other really well. Um, And yeah, so we get to a point where Sarah Stock is um, doing a bunch of lucha submissions and takedowns and that kind of stuff. And Sarah Del Rey's selling is just um, unbelievable here. Uh, She (laughs) she eventually gets... um, a really good comeback. She gets like this huge ass power bomb for two, and she gives just this great reaction. Um, like, like, what the fuck do I have to do here? Um, so she she goes for another another thing. She tries a moonsault, but uh, that didn't work. Um, and eventually, we're, we're trading pinfall attempts. Um, they say there's 30 seconds left. I shouldn't have wrote Sarah for like distinguishing who was who. My notes, um, but uh, um, 
Sarah Delray goes for a power bomb. Sarah Stock goes for a Rana to counter it, which is then turned into a fucking huge ass pile driver for the win. Uh, and that finish was friggin' amazing. Just the, the way they built to it and the struggle between with the time running out. Um, but yeah, Sarah Delray gets the win and goes to the finals. And I thought another excellent match there. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, incredible. I, I, this is the best match in Shimmer so far. Wow. Like, 100% for me. Like, I fucking love this match. It was good. I thought it was, unbe- I thought it was unbelievable. Like, it was just, like, so much going on. It was just, like, like you said, it wasn't, like, as hate food. It was basically, like, a babyface match. It was kind of more like it was just like a styles clash because mm-hmm. you had Sarah Stock coming in and using uh, Lucha Libre, which I wrote uh, all caps with a tilde bang because it was literal Lucha Libre. <laughs> and and Del Rey just, use, yeah, using your power moves, using your technical skills. Like, because, yeah, Stock like ran wild early because she was running around and diving and flipping and doing runners and stuff. And then... And then Delray just takes her down to the mat and starts doing mat work, and then she takes over. But, like, Sarah Stock is still, like, hanging and just – but, yeah, Delray busts out these power moves and just it, – yeah, it honestly was unbelievable. Like, I, I had so much that I loved about this. Even early, like, once Delray had taken over and grounded her, uh, Sarah Stock kind of get like got this, like, flash roll-up out of nowhere and, like, for a two-count, and Delray, like – sold the danger of this fucking flash pin out of nowhere. Like her, so well. her selling is so subtle and so good. It's just amazing. And then oh and Sarah Stock hit this like fucking Enziguri from hell. Like <laughs> whacked her with it and Del Rey did the big like delayed wobbly like flare flop kind of sell off it. Like <laughs> <laughs> which also like is just so fucking good. And I just yeah, like, there's just so much going on in this. It was so good. That power bomb you talked about was fucking ridiculous. Yes. It was so hard. She drilled, drilled her with it. And, like, just, it just keeps escalating, near falls, near falls, near falls. And then, my favorite part of this match is that shit is escalating, like, to its, to its height. And then Danger suddenly goes, oh, I gotta go get ready for my match, man. Tell me how it ends. <laughs> And fucking walks off, like, in the middle of, like, the best match in the universe. And I just lost my shit because, like, I was thinking, like, it, it crossed my mind as I was watching the match. Like, imagine if Danger has to leave halfway through this. And then she actually fucking did. She got up and walked away. Like, and it was right when it was getting to the end. It was so good. Yeah, like, Doray missed the moonsault. And then she went for the butterfly. She was trying to do, like, the butterfly into, like, the slam that she does. But, like, Sarah Stock, like, de- dead-weighted her and blocked it. Yeah. Like, so fucking good. And then it's, like, a minute to go, and they start doing roll-ups, just anything they can try. It's 30 seconds to go, just more roll-ups, more, you know. And it just it was so fucking tense. And that and pile so, driver. like, amazing. And then, yeah, like, Stock goes for, like, the runner, and Dory just catches her, like, in, you know, like, Rana position, like upside down, and literally just like yoinks her up, like dead weight, and just jumps into a pile driver. It was like the fucking most mental thing I've ever seen. Like, so many exclamation points. Holy fucking shit. And then she wins with literally like nine seconds to go. Like, it just was fucking. I had 12 exclamation points. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it, Cage Match actually says 1952, so eight seconds. Oh, eight so that was really good call on your. Uh, on your... Like, oh, like just fucking unbelievable, and it and everyone went ballistic. Like they were going insane. They chanted, "Please come back at Sarah Stock," because obviously this is she, this is the first time she'd been brought in this weekend. Yeah. She was like immediately a star. After this weekend and after this match, like everyone was clearly on Del Rey's side to win the tournament too. Yeah, but it's like, but they just loved both of them so much, you know. And yeah, and they keep chaining, you know, like next world champ and best in the world at at Sarah Del Rey. And like, it just honestly, I was just blown completely out of my mind. This is amazing, and it's yeah, it's the best match we have watched so far for me. Better than Melissa Mischief. Yeah. I know we just we just did our awards show not long ago and we talked about uh, the best match from the first ten volumes, which is that Horse Can Anywhere match, but I like this more. This is now my uh, my running number one. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, so now we get a recap of Danger Rogers' feud, including the heel turn uh, in the brawl from volume ten. And now we get a street fight and Cool, they're both wearing street clothes, which I dig. Um, oh, not just not just street clothes, uh, but uh, Rogers, uh, no, not Rogers. Uh, Alison Danger came out in uh, the baggiest jeans in the universe, <laughs> uh, which is uh, you know welcome to two thousand seven because you know I was wearing them too. <laughs> but yeah, and I mean, and I. You know, even just talking about it now, like, I, I still haven't had time to breathe yet, and now we get Danger and Cindy in a fucking street fight. So. Okay. Like, what did you not. think of this one? I really like this. I love this. Like, I, it, it, honestly, it was amazing. It was yeah. a, great, a great brawl, and I think I, I, think I said this uh, about the last Danger match we watched, possibly, but, like, I think... This is by far and away the best Danger performance so far. She was great in this. Rogers was great in this. I yeah, I really love the whole vibe of this thing. I love it was a, it technical. Was a I love technical wrestlers doing street fights. I think because basically Cindy uh, does the whole match working the knee, but does it in a street fight fight capacity, like using uh, ramming uh, Dangerous knees into the guardrail. Uh, she tries to figure four around the turnbuckle, like Bret Hart. She botches it, but it looks even more evil because of the way she botched it. Uh, she constantly rams things into uh, posts. Um, oh, it, it was just so cool. She did a tree of woe on the barricade. Uh, she, she goes to the fucking locker room and grabs a stop sign and then uh, puts it in front of Danger and gives her a dropkick, but then does a Russian leg leap into the guardrail and continues on. She grabs a chair. She, uh, she does more on the leg, uh, which was cool. Um, she dropped, dropped toehold onto the steel chair by Cindy Rogers, Hello Raven. Uh, she starts destroying the knee with the chair. Uh, <laughs> and then she leaves again, and I don't know what this was. She came back with a fucking shovel in June? Oh, what's, <laughs> what's going on there? Do you um, all not use shovels in the summer? <laughs> well, there's no snow. But you can you can use them for dirt too, like Oh yeah. We like we, we have shovels 
And we don't have any stone. I guess, yeah, you might dig a hole. Well, you have to dig other things, right? (laughs) You have to dig into the ground. I guess. (laughs) But, like, to me, when I think of a shovel, I think of snow. I I don't think of anything else. Because I would never associate it with snow. I just think of shoveling dirt. This is our Australian-Canadian biases coming out of it. Cultures are... Cultures are crossing here. That's true. Um, well, see, my thing, my thing about it was, it was like, if she had a shovel there the whole time, why did she go and get stop sign. the flimsy stop sign first? Because, <laughs> but anyway, she was just like, oh shit, no, I had a shovel, gotta go back. And what she did with the shovel though, she draped her, uh, draped her across the brick steps, and then just nails her knee with the shovel. That just looked in his shit. Oh, so um, good. But uh, we eventually get a danger comeback with some horrors. Um, <laughs> she, uh, she, she tries to uh, she tries to uh, ram Cindy's uh, head into her own knee. <laughs> it wasn't very fucking funny. <laughs> and then <laughs> so Rogers goes for a thing with the chain with the chain. Oh, it was a chain somehow. I missed that. Yeah. Uh, no. When when Cindy came out during her entrance, she brought out a oh, giant yeah, she brought with her. Yeah. yeah, she brought it out. Then, yeah, so she just attacks her knee with the chain, uh, and then chokes her up with the chain. By the way, uh, oh, really? no, she didn't. She didn't. <laughs> what fucking match are you watching? My notes literally say Cindy attacks her with a chain to the knee and then chokes her out with the chain. Alice in danger wins. Yeah. So <laughs> what the fuck did I do? She chokes her out with the chain, and then uh, they're back in the ring, and there's a big tug of war, like they're fighting over the chain, and then Danger ends up like pulling Cindy in with the chain, and then grabs her and hits like a flash STO, and just oh, pins her really quickly. And I think the back of Cindy's head may have hit the chain on the way down. Like gotcha. it was like it was just like a kind of a flash move and, and quick pin. Gotcha. Because yeah. Cindy was beating her up for like most of the end of like most of the match and most of the end of the match, but um, but yeah, it was just kind of a flash pin. And then afterwards, Cindy Rogers just kept attacking her with the chain. Like she got up and, uh, and I missed one again. line in my notes for some reason. So that makes all my <laughs> sense. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what happened. But I thought this um, was an awesome match, and I think this is the best Cindy's looked. This is the best Danger's looked, and I love this a lot. Yeah, I loved it too. Honestly, like. It, yeah, it was a real brawl, a real street fight. They're out there in mom jeans just banging it on. And yeah, and like you said before, I love how Cindy like incorporated her technical wrestling skill into this uh, into this context because, like you said, she was just working the knee, you know, doing the figure four around the posts, and and everything was so sloppy and violent. Still, it just it didn't feel like I'm just doing technical wrestling moves. It felt like I'm using my skill to like beat the shit out of you and injure your knee because I want to hurt you. So it really, it really felt like that. It was so good. And also, by the way, it's um, uh, easy to forget for us between uh, tapings, so to speak. But um, the day before, during the first round of the title tournament, uh, Malia Hasaka beat Alison Danger in the first round uh, after after working her knee over. Mm, that's true. So Danger's knee was already softened up from the day before, and I think that's probably why Cindy, you know, chose to attack it and just yeah went. All out with it. Um, I think we can confirm so- now also that Cindy Rogers is a Bret Hart fan. From the leather jacket to the figure four around the ring post to the way she worked this street fight while attacking the knee was very uh, Bret vs. Diesel at Survivor Series 95. Um, I think we can confirm it. Put that in the vault now. 
Yeah, yeah. She's uh the way she is now, like very, very Bret Hart esque. Uh which which is good. Like she's she's really good at, at what she's doing at the moment. Like she's found her found her role, I think. And yeah, I just yeah, like the going and getting the shovel and just beating her up was great. Like just yeah, all the work on the knee. Like there was a great I think it was after the shovel, right? Like like after she hit her knee with the shovel and Danger just does this great like collapsing cell. Oh, like, yeah, and she yeah. She grabs the ref to like stop herself from falling, like, but she can't, like, she just falls, like, it's just the most great desperation. So, and yeah, and then yeah, and then she, the one move she got off, like, as a hope spot was like the the one where you grab the head and and bounce them off your knee, but she <laughs> but she did it on the bad knee, and it like I didn't even mind it, like it, it was dumb obviously because she's that's the knee that's sore, but it's like when you're desperate, you just like grab someone and do whatever you can. And it just happened that, like, she did it on the wrong knee, like, before she could really stop and think about it. So she did it, and I was like, oh, fuck it. Like, you know, and, yes, and then she ended up getting the flash win, danger after all that, but then Rogers uh, just sprung up and kept attacking her with the chain afterwards, um, and then ran uh, off. And then danger challenged her to a dog collar match, um, which I guess we'll, we'll find out if Artie approves it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see from Adi later. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, danger. Yeah, it was <laughs> two words, six letters. You, me, dog collar. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Which I hope somebody gets that gets that reference. But yeah, it, um, yeah, I yeah, I really love this as a brawl. This is yeah. like another great. Like we've had literally like three great matches in a row. I know this show. show's been insane. Um, it's going out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we get a Ring of Honor commercial, as always. Um, go to call the number or whatever bullshit. Um, so next up, we get a four corner survival. So we get a Ring of Honor type match. That um, the Jezebel, Eden Black, Portia Perez, Portuguese Princess Ariel, and Nikki Rocks. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I believe uh, Portia Perez comes out. She uh, she shows that she has more muscles than all three the other three, and then challenges to a three on one match. <laughs> and then Rox pulls her out, and she just runs away for her life. Uh, but like this whole match, though, to me was the fucking Portia Perez show. Um, her hiding out on the ring and tagging herself in when she had the advantage. Um, <laughs> she does uh, she does posing pins attempts. Um, she she is a fucking delight here. Um, and I, I thought she was uh, just absolutely amazing. Um, she didn't factor in the finish, obviously, the Nikki Rocks push continues as she pins Black in 907. Um, but um, I, I thought Perez here was an absolute delight. Uh, yeah, no arguments here. This was literally... Uh the Portia Perez show, uh, not even bell to bell, but the entire time she was there because she once again came out and uh, literally squared up to every single dude in the front row of the building, <laughs> which is just like it's 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 the best visual when she does it because she's literally a foot taller than any man in this building and still does it. <laughs> it's just so good. And then yeah, and then you get the gang up in the ring. Uh, where it's like three on one against like baby faces versus Portia, 
And so she just fucking takes off and this falls. And Nikki follows her around the ring. They do this big chase scene around the ring. Uh, meanwhile, the other two are, like, standing in the ring, like, starting the match. And Portia, um, yeah, is running. Nikki is giving chase. Uh, and then they end up back in the ring. Portia gets to the apron and blind tags herself into the match so that Nikki can't follow her because the ref's like, no, no, you're not legal. Stay on the apron. And she, like, outsmarted her and, like, ended up tagging in to get away from her. You just, yeah, it was so good. Like, I, I was just laughing my head off. Like, and, yeah, honestly, yeah, like, and then as the match, you know, starts, like, you get Ariel bumping her around. Portia, like, is still, still avoiding Nikki. Like, if Nikki tags in, she tags out and and runs away, like, this whole thing. Like, it just, yeah, amazing. Like, later on, like, Portia tries, like, a cocky Jericho pin on someone, and he literally runs in and, like, shoves her in the next week. <laughs> like, fuck that. Like. Oh, there's also so, yeah, a moment then, where Portia Perez is in trouble, because Ariel's doing a comeback, and she goes around and tries to tag, but no one will, like, tag out for her. Yes, no one will tag out when she's in trouble. And then finally we get, like, uh, I guess it must have been Ariel hitting like a hot tag, so to speak, to Nikki, mm-hmm. and then Portia is finally trapped in the ring with Nikki, and then Nikki but runs she wild cheaply on her. tags out to Ariel. Yeah, and then she tags out anyway. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, another great moment, was, commentary like, moment. I just want to bring up uh, when Alice in Danger returns. Dave Prez acts like, "I'm really looking forward to this dog collar match," and then Alice in Danger is like. I'm going to enjoy beating her to an inch of her life. And then she's like, oh, that's Portia Perez. Let's make kid jokes. <laughs> like, immediately. She has this great switch that she flips back onto commentary, like, immediately after. Like, she's, yeah. But she was she's like she's going to kill and then, someone. And then she's oh, like, oh, shit, that's Portia. Oh, no jokes. Like, yeah, oh, for real. It's amazing. The other danger thing, comment, actually, I have a few commentary notes. Like, speaking of which, uh, there was a line, uh, I don't know, like, someone in the ring must have said, like, damn or done or, like, something like that. I think it was damn. And then Danger fucking flips her shit because somebody cussed in the ring. Cuss? Like, somebody swore in the ring. And she was just like, we don't cuss in Shimmer. And then starts on this big, you know, moral high ground diatribe. Which, A, after she just threatened to kill someone. B, after she was just making underage jokes about bullshit friends. And C, Dan isn't even really swearing. Like, <laughs> she's just, she takes her role as, like, the moral compass of Shimmer very seriously sometimes. But, like, yeah, oh, yeah, because there was, when they started making jokes, there was a line, like, during the match where Prezak, you know, it was like, you know, Portia tagged in and, like, and Prezak was like, Portia is legal. Oh, yeah. Also, they tell me she look she does look young, and I'm like, ah, David, no, 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 no. Yeah, I know. I'm lucky, like, uh, so I am watching these with some other people now. Um, shout out to uh, Daniel and uh, John P, who joins me later on. So I'm missing a little bit of the commentary sometimes. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't like I don't mind Danger doing it, but when Prezak gets involved, like I like when he just kind of deflects and like, let's move on. Um, yeah. Okay. It, it, worked a lot better when he was not engaging with it, and now it just, yeah, it's ten times worse when he joins in, so, like, please, please let's not. But, mm, welcome to 2007 once again. Yeah. But, like, and the other thing about this was the finish. 
um, I don't know if she thought about it. It was just very odd because Portia, like this is when Portia tagged out again in the end after the hot tag. And she tags Ariel in and Portia rolls down to the floor. And then Ariel, like, does a running thing. And I think she was supposed to duck the clothesline, but she didn't really. So she kind of gets, like, clotheslined but keeps running and then like, stumbles and trips and falls into a dive through the ropes onto Portia, who's on the floor. Like, I just wrote it as like, she did a tope. Um, yeah, so but, like, it, it didn't was, stand out to me. I just, I found it, like, I found it, like, sort of strange and sloppy, but, like, in a good way. Because like, it, it literally looked like what happened, which is that she tried to duck the clothesline, but she couldn't, so she got hit just enough to like for her to lose her balance and then as she was falling she kind of just like dove into a tope and actually it looked kind of cool that way but yeah and then in the ring yeah like you said Nikki just pinned pinned Eden with the Barbie crusher um but yeah it was yeah a lot going on and 90% of it was Portia Perez who was still great uh let's move on to one of our other favorites uh Rain um versus uh Serena D here, um, and man, Rain is another one of these lost great workers. I love watching her as like, uh, basically her as like Lacey Zoli Anderson, like <laughs> just a destructive force who, um, who like, she, she just has like, she just has a great energy with her like, like I don't know how to describe it. Because it's not like she's doing these great technical matches, and she's not this like huge brawler. But there's like this certain intensity behind all of her moves that I really love. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like it's yeah, it's a hard sort of comparison to make because just of the like you know apples and oranges and, and body types and stuff. But like yeah, like Lacey is the 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 over the top heel, like the the ridiculous one. And then the you know the cerebral one and rain is just more of like the intense physical I guess kind of one of the arm, two maybe yeah or even like a yeah like an on an oldie kind of you know it's yeah it, it's hard to make the comparison but yeah she you're right like rain is just a bit more straight up physical kind of heel and just lays her shit in uh you know and you really feel like she just wants to yeah to beat people up, I found it... Like, there was a lot going on in this match before it started, actually. Do tell. Because I have notes. Uh, well, first of all, uh, Rain has lost her theme music. Well, she lost her first uh, theme music uh, because she used to come out to Hall, yeah. um, Celebrity Skin, and it's now changed to another song uh, called Red Eye Fly by Ouija Radio, whom I have never heard of, but she has a new music, which I always love. But, uh, the other thing is that Serena Deeb, and as we know from Volume 11, Serena Deeb was uh, apparently supposed to be in the t- title tournament and couldn't make it because she got into a car accident on the way to the show. And Serena Deeb's theme music is literally called Crash. <laughs> like when Stefani. <laughs> and I, I noticed that when she came out, because I always noticed the music, and I was like, holy shit, her song is called Crash. And then, like, about ten seconds later, the commentary was like, you know her song is called Crash? And I'm like, yes. So, yeah, it's just, it, yeah, very on the nose that um, 
that that's her, her theme music. But um, she has returned from from her crash, uh, literally. And yeah, and she's back in the ring. I also love that uh, Serena did her best uh, Gail Kim impression and uh, literally just did a dive to the floor to absolutely nowhere, um, <laughs> which is yeah. which is the Gail Kim special. But, um, yeah, uh, like yeah, Serena I like though. Like as a she's face, very, she's very good. You can tell she's had a lot of training. Like, um, she's very well polished on the little things that you would like kind of expect from like. WWE training, like she she hits yeah. everything crisp. She's she's there for the spots. Um, she doesn't have anything like super flashy, uh, but she she's definitely extremely extremely solid. Like with everything she does, yeah, very capable. And I yeah, and I do like I do enjoy her as a baby face. And yeah, like you said, Rain is just is just mean and nasty. Like there was a point where she just kicked. Serena in the head so fucking hard. Like, Prezak popped, like, when he was sitting at the desk <laughs> watching this. Like, he, he loved it. I loved it. It was great. Like, she... Her yeah, lung like blower they, looked insanely vicious, too. Lung blower, like, looked sick. Like, they, they had a really stiff chop battle as well in the middle of this somewhere. Like, it just... Mm-hmm. Everything was, like, laid in. It was really nice. And... Yeah, and then... Uh, uh, Deeb was selling the back really well for me attacking it uh, throughout as well. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. I like Serena. I like her selling. I like her comebacks. Like, I think I think she's really good. And I think, and the finish was that Rain... Acid uh, Rain. Acid Rained her, grabbed grab her off the top rope and Acid Rained her for the win. Yeah. And Rain hasn't got a lot of big singles wins, so it's, it's nice to see. Yeah. There was a weird moment after this match where, like, Rain went into the crowd, like, and leaned over the guardrail into the crowd to, like, talk to someone or get something, or, like, it was just, I couldn't even tell what she was doing, it was really weird. But, um, but I, it was weird enough to write it down, so. <laughs> but yeah, but this is, yeah, just a fun little thing. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, shout out to her, who's, um, looks very happy and, and pregnant right now. Yeah, that's, yes, thank you, I was gonna say that too, thanks. Thanks for bringing it up. I forgot, but yes, congratulations to Rain. Yeah. All right. So we got one more match here before the finals, and I thought this was a delight as well. Uh, this is the experience versus Mischief and Melissa with Daphne. Um, <laughs> so. So yeah. Go ahead. This is. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll get to it in a second, but like, first of all, this is uh, this is on me because I remember the last time we spoke, uh, they were talking on commentary as if uh, Mischief and Melissa were a tag team and were great friends uh, when they had only teamed up once before, uh, reluctantly, and I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? And now, obviously, because I said that, now they come out here like best friends tag team, like, you know, like, <laughs> fucking great. And it's just... And, like, when they come out, because, like, Daphne looks like she's cosplaying as Mischief, like, when they come out now. And then Melissa came out in her, like, matching green outfit. So now they all look like they're all cosplaying as each other. Um, but that was – it was the green outfit that – do you remember before the first time they tagged up? Do you remember they had, like, that little backstage moment where uh, Mischief gave Melissa the, the matching green gear? Oh, yeah, like, yeah cute and stuff and so like that's what she's wearing now and I was like oh best friends guys 
cute. Anyway, yeah, so, but, let me just say, the story of this match is that, so, like... Can we do the, really, the fun thing at the start? Yeah, I, yeah, because it was really weird. Like, at the start, the experience came out, like, they were just, like, turning away in the corner amongst themselves when yeah. the, announce, the announcer started announcing. And they were just chatting away and ignoring everyone, and they actually missed their introduction. Yeah. They were like, you know, oh, the experience! And they just, like, ignored the announcer, and I thought that was, like, hilarious in itself. And then, like, like ten seconds later, they were like, oh, 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 and, like, and lifted their arms up, like, yeah! You know, like, whoops. And then, and then the match starts, and Mr. Uh, before Finn we Duff, do that, Mr. Finn Duff, Mr. Finn, uh, Melissa do paper, rock, scissors, to see who starts. Ah, true. Classic, classic tag team move. Yeah, so Mischief uh, mischief starts, and her and Daphne do their, like, their tag team screaming bit at the heels. There's no and effect. The heels, and it has no effect. The heels just ignore them. And then you realize that the heels are wearing earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like... <laughs> <laughs> I know, it was so my good. My favorite thing I have ever seen in wrestling. And so, oh my god. So, anyway, like the faces take over. They put them in double do, submissions and they rip out the earplugs like, and then scream at them. Yeah, like, it, it, like so good. Like, yeah, they, they were both sitting, like, doing the sitting abdominal stretch in the ring on both of them. And then they do this big dramatic, like, pro wrestling, like, um,. Boom, and then grab out the. It's it's hard to like exaggerate pulling out an earplug out of someone's ear because it's yeah. so small. But like they managed to do it in like a pro wrestling playing to the cheap seats way. It was just amazing. Like boom, pulled it out. Everybody cheer, and then they scream and like scream the shit out of them, like in revenge. And just it was literally like the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I just like it's so fucking genius. I can't get over it. Like, it just, it was so hilarious. Like, it was hilarious, but it was, like, perfect for, like, this, um, it was kind of like, uh, here is a fun house show match, um, to, like, before the main event. But, like, it was perfectly situated, and it worked. Like, th- this is the perfect match to do it, and the perfect teams to do it. Um, I very much enjoyed it. Um. But I, I enjoyed the whole match too, uh, as we get into it here, um, with Lexi Fife, you know, doing, um, man, she, she was, she was on fire for her team, and Melissa was just fucking pissed, um, <laughs> and just doing some of the most vicious, yeah, she's so vicious, um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of scary. I would not want to wrestle cheerleader Melissa, she would kill me. Um, oh, literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she has some of the hugest forearms. Um, but Mischief played Face in Peril, like, twice, which was kind of fun. Like, a good old AWA tag match. Um, yeah, the double Face in Peril, very 80s. Very classic. Oh, my, oh, and there was so much down the finishing stretch, where uh, we got a hot tag to Melissa, and then um, she hits, like, this huge uh, Samoan drop on, like, Lexi. Uh, and then Mischief goes for a DDT off the top rope with a bridge. But uh, she wasn't legal, so they do double curb stops. And then the Desecrator, but uh, Lexi sweeps the leg and just rams her into her knee, which was a cool little counter. Um, but then we get a double 
Gord Buster by the experience, which gets broken up by Melissa. Um, and then Mischief has the win, but the ref is distracted, so old school there. But uh, the air raid crash on Malia by Mischief um, with a Cabrata for the win. Um, but yeah, this was, uh, this was after the comedy to start, it broke into a really good match, too. Oh, yeah, it really did. Um, they actually, like, and they got a fair amount of time, too. I think it, like, almost went 20 minutes. It was a long tag match. It went, um, uh, 18-12, which was, yeah, they, quite the long match for Shimmer. Yeah, there you go. And, yeah, but it, yeah, like, it, there was comedy at the front, uh, you know, and then everything kind of settled down, and then we get, uh, a nice, yeah, like very classic, very old school tag team match because yeah, we had the double facing peril. It was very, you know, segmented, um, as tag matches can be. And then we get, yeah, the big finishing stretch starting from the Melissa hot tag and then all the big moves that get broken up. And then, yeah, she hits the air raid crush to win. I, yeah, this was a really good long tag match. And, uh, this is, I think, one of my first, uh, tastes of Melissa as a baby face, like actually working like a baby face. Yeah. In a match, which I always am hanging out for and I always enjoy because I just, I like her so much. I want to cheer for her, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but like, but yeah, she, she works it so well. Like, she's just great at everything, lays everything in. I mean, my God. Um, because like, I found it really odd because, uh, you get like the, yeah, she, Melissa was a face in peril. Uh, and then you get the hot tag to Mischief at a certain point. And Mischief runs in a house on fire and starts doing, like, Eddie and Dean Malenko roll-ups. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was just the, the weirdest, like, choice to do for a hot tag. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, like, it just, it was, it was so strange. And then, and then Mischief got taken over and then she was, she was in peril and then we get the Melissa hot tag later. But I just, they even did the yeah. old school distracting the referee, the heels, while they, like, did to stop a tag and that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, it just, yeah, yeah the heels, I mean, yeah, we've talked about them every time. Like, they're just such great old school heels who use every trick in the book and they cheat and they use the ref and double team and all these things. And they're so good at what they do, you know, and it's just, and they're great foils to play off for people like Melissa and Mischief. Um yeah, just amazing. And, like, speaking of, uh, sorry, um, speaking of, <laughs> I say just uh, speaking of, uh, yeah, stiffness, when we're talking about Melissa, uh, I think it was Prezak or, Prezak or Danger, whoever it was, casually mentions during this match that Melissa still has Sarah Stock's bootlaces imprinted on her face from their, <laughs> The from match. their second round match, no, first round match, I want to say, first round match yeah. yesterday, yesterday, into, uh, you know, the first day of the taping, which is fucking sick, but yeah, I, see, the other, um, the other note I have about commentary that I wanted to bring up is that Danger, um, at the start of the match, when, um, everything's still nice and light and fun, uh, Danger starts talking about how she's so glad that, uh, the mischief and Melissa feud is over, because, when they were feuding, like, and having these big brawls every week, hateful brawls every week, the tension in the locker room was just unbearable, and, you know, they had to keep them far apart, and she's surprised nothing actually broke out into a fight backstage, and all this while they were feuding, and which I think, like, was just so amazing as a, 
as a comment because it like gives you insight as to like how that kind of hate feud affects the locker room, affects the wrestlers. You know what I mean? Like it's not just like they go through the curtain and it's over. They were just like, nah, the locker room was just tense like all day because they were in there and they hated each other. Like you're just waiting for things to like blow up. And everyone was like on a knife's edge, which I thought was just like a brilliant comment. Yeah, that's really cool because, like, that would be if there was some massive feud going on. Um, they still have to, like, they still have to be in the same building together. That would suck for everyone. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it actually gives that kind of sort of realism to what's what's happening, which yeah, I I really love. And I mean, this is one of those times where I just like Danger is is just so good in her role on commentary. I'm really enjoying her. So yeah, great match. Great match. Great tag team match. Alright, so now we have the finals for the the title here. Yeah. Uh, So Lacey, uh, you know, she's she's staring at herself in the title. Uh, (laughs) I love in the introductions, um, the announcer says to determine the first ever Shimmer champion, and as they do that, Lacey yells, Me! <laughs> Cracked me up. Lacey uh, was like being the most annoying human alive during these intros. Yeah, like, they the go for the photo, she, and she's like doing yeah. all these photos. She's like, try, she's doing all these poses, and she tries to steal the title. Yeah, <laughs> literally, so yeah, like she's saying, Me, I'm the champion. And yeah, when they, they're doing like Joshi style, like promo photos with the belt, like the photo up, and then she's literally, like, yeah, like, acting like a twat, and then, like, trying to steal the belt, like, when she's holding it, like, just run away with it, like, she just, she was out of control. Oh, and the other thing was that uh, Delray brought the toy gun out again, and, uh, uh, as well, which is great, and there was also, um, in the crowd, there was, like, a big, uh, sign, like, a cut out in the shape of a gun, like, just a cardboard (laughs) sign, and then when this person, like, pointed it at Danger, she sold it. Uh, no, Delray. At Delray, she sold it. Like, so she's even selling for like cardboard two-dimensional guns now. <laughs> but oh, yeah, I just, but uh, yeah, Lacey was amazing during these intros, and yeah, it it, it did feel very uh, very important the way that they presented it. Because I mean, this is the first chance we've had to actually see the belt. Yeah. Um, when the ref brings it out here and holds it up, and they uh, yeah do the big intros, they have the the Japanese style photo up. Uh, with both girls with the belts, you know, the whole whole deal. They announced that there's no time limit. You know, we must have a winner, a winner and, like, there's a shimmer chant before the match starts. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, so everyone is very, very keen for this, and I'm definitely keen for this too. Yeah, and um, I'm going to ape a comment you said earlier. This is the best match in shimmer history uh, up until this point. Ah. I loved Love to love love this match. Um, so, so it starts off with uh, Lacey going straight for her DDT, uh, but as uh, Sarah Del Rey uh, grabbing the ropes so that uh, she, she couldn't hit it, and Lacey does the miming. I was this close to winning the title. Um, just awesome. Uh, so, <laughs> so and then yeah, and then um, and then Danger does it back. Like she goes for the butterfly. Yeah. Why would you saying Danger? It's the D. Delray. Yeah, Delray. Uh, yeah, Delray does it back and yeah, goes for the butterfly and then she's this close. And it's like, you know, a lot of matches can start out that way. But I think what sold me on the opening was that on commentary, 
like Danger was saying, you know, it makes sense that they'd go for their finishes straight away because this is like it's the end of a long tournament. Like they've already wrestled three matches this weekend. They're worn out. They gotta like it's a good idea to try and win quickly and get out of it. Like, which again was just one of those comments that like really puts it over the top and just shows you how great uh, Danger has been selling things like this. Like you can tell in this match, like the way that she's talking, like she's like living and dying by you know, by this company, by this title match, you know, by this whole thing, you know, being successful. Like, you can you can hear it in a voice. Uh, so, I just want to point out some great shit that happened. Um, so, uh, Sarah Delray goes for a Boston Crab, but instead of turning it over, she grabs her legs and neck and bends her over, which was kind of insane, but then Lacey bites out of it, kind of showing how important... Um, this match is. She's basically using every cheap shot she can at this point. Um, Sail Driver goes for something, and Lacey does the splits to, like, duck. Uh, <laughs> and then she she does a flip over, hooks the leg, and turns it into a Boston Crab. Like, like uh, kind of like Lance Storm's single leg crab, but, like, a lot more impressive. It was so cool. Yeah, like... Lacey was honestly doing all kinds of cool shit in this match. Like, when she, like, um... And then, just to one. just to clarify, even to promote how important this match was and everything she would do, she didn't break the hold until five. Like, she she held the hold on even as she got into the ropes to try to get every... every like, she's been not cheating for a while to, you know, prove that she didn't need to cheat to win. But <laughs> this fucking match, she's cheating every second to try to get an advantage. Yeah, she needs to win this match. She's biting, she's, yeah, like, using the ropes, everything. Yeah, but she also is just busting out so much cool shit, like, moves that we haven't seen from her before. And, yeah, yeah, there was another one where she hit a neckbreaker and then kind of, like, held on and then bridged up into a, like, a kind of straight jackety yeah. submission. Yeah, like, like something like that, which is just... Yeah, she was busting out all kinds of cool shit in this match. She, and then yeah, and then she, there's she, also things where like she yeah. she was on top, like and honestly was just working so well. Like and she's yeah, she's on top and then she stops and takes a sip of out of the water bottle that she <laughs> brings to the ring every single match. Yeah, right? She yeah. always brings this water bottle out and never does anything with it. And then in this match, she actually stops and then goes and takes a sip and puts it down. And then she turns around and bang, Del Rey takes it off. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, Del Rey from there, she takes over with a fucking uh, Davy Boy uh, Smith um, delay vertical suplex. Um, and then she starts unleashing these kicks um, all the Lacey's chest instead of, like, to the face. Oh. She does fucking... She does eight in a row? Eight no, she does row. nine. Yeah. Was it nine? Yeah. The ninth like, one was the most vicious. That one was huge. It got two count. But fucking nine it kicks like, to the chest. It was brutal. Yeah. They were like, was uh, they were like were running uh, running big boots to the chest. They weren't like, um, I don't know, some people who do kicks. They, they just do kicks. You do nine in a row and everyone does that. But these were like, I'm crushing your chest in with everything. Yeah, I want to say there's someone who does a really good, like, it's just like a really strong front kick. Like, I don't know if it was, like, Rusev or Test or someone like that who, like, can do it really athletically. Like, it's hard to 
make a comparison. But, like, yeah, just nailing these kicks. Like, she, boom, big boot. And, like, you're right, she would nail them right in the chest and, and kill Lacey. And then she'd, like, get back up to her feet and then, bang, do it again. And get back up, bang. Like, it was, like, it wasn't even rushed. It was just, like, she would just keep doing it one after the other, boom, boom. And she hit it nine times in a row. Like, just completely obliterated her with these kicks. With these big boots. Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, and then so, uh, from there, Delray, she charges the corner, and Lacey pulls Bryce Ronsberg in front of her for, like, a rough bump, which we never see in Shimmer. Um, that leads to Rain coming in and hitting the reverse DDT for, like, a huge two count. And, man, that would have been an amazing way to end this tournament, fucking Lacey cheating. <laughs> <laughs> with Rain's interference. Uh, but at that point, Nikki rocks, and of course, Alice in Danger, uh, they drag Rain to the back, because Danger won't fucking allow that. Um, Lacey looks so fucking dejected and sad, but she goes for something. Um, uh, Isaro De really just tries to go for something, and Lacey counters that with a long blow, and gets a huge two. Uh, there's a bunch of counters, and then we get the Royal Butterfly and the Pile Driver, and uh, Sarah Delray wins at 19. 19- 37. Um, this was fucking absolutely insanely great from both of them. Lacey is so smart, doing such cool stuff and telling such a great story. And Sarah Del Rey is just, she hits everything so well. And her selling and her technique is just so great. Um, they meshed so well. The story was so great from uh, Lacey doing everything she could possibly do, even fucking using outside interference and getting the referee hurt to try to steal the win. Uh, but Sarah Del Rey, uh, it was her weekend and she overcame in the end. Um, man, I, I was very happy with this as the perfect way to uh, to end the tournament. Sarah Del Rey was a great choice as champion, but this match, man, like on a show of great matches, this, this was insanely great. Oh yeah, it was amazing. Like, like you said, it was just it was perfect for what they were like for what they were going for. Like they absolutely knocked it out of the park. The match was so good. Lacey was so good in it. Del Rey was so good in it. It felt momentous. It felt important, and it just kept it kept escalating. Like the finish was like chock full of drama because of the ref bump, and then and Rain running. And I loved like the way that it played out because like there was a ref bump, and the minute the ref hits the deck, Rain runs <laughs> Rain out was there. like. And, like in a second, and hits yeah. Hits and that acid. crowd too, the reaction. They were like, made. oh yeah, just you get fuckers. fucked. <laughs> were... Fucking assholes. Yeah, and then so yeah, so she hits the acid rain, and then Danger like jumps up at the desk and goes, "Oh, I gotta go t- take care of this," and runs off. But like, so in the in the time in which Danger and presumably Nikki are like running from there to the ring, the ref like. The ref comes to you, and you get this big, dramatic, like, 2.99 kick out from Del Rey, which is amazing. And it was just like, oh, you know, like, just in time. And then and then the cavalry comes and, and calls Rain out of there. And and then we get the proper finish, and it just, yeah, it was perfect. And, yeah, everything was just great. Like, crowds going insane. Steam coming out of Prezak's ears, presumably. Like, and... And Dore is like absolutely the best choice to win the title. Like she's she's been the best wrestler in the company. Like like both in a kayfabe sense with her record and everything, and also you know like as we just went into recently, like she's the best worker on the show. Um, 
and is doing the most. And this is yeah a very fitting coronation for her. And yeah, and Lacey literally has made herself for life on this weekend. Sarah Stock has made herself a star in Shimon in one weekend. Um, the whole tournament was great. This show has been great. So many great matches on it. And then you get this, like, absolutely on top of everything. Like, it, the whole thing was just, just absolutely fantastic. Like I said, I, I did not, I didn't like this uh, as much as the semi final. Like, I still, that was my favorite match of the show, but this was still fucking fantastic. And did we just have a show where each of us thought they had the best match in Shimmer history and their different matches? <laughs> Yeah, and like, and, and no one's wrong. Like, it's just a show chock full of great matches. Like this, like volume twelve, like as one single volume, is like far and away the best volume. So yeah, like it's it's not even remotely a contest. There yeah. were like both semifinals and the final and the street fight and the tag all great, all great matches. The, the great tag match and the undercard was fun enough. Like there was only like one or two other undercard matches. Like it was just chock full of such good shit. It just, like, honestly amazing. Did you find it interesting, though, that, like, they did another taping after this? I honestly did find it interesting, because I feel like it's, it's awkward, it feels awkward to do all this and have this big celebration and the, the blow-off of the tournament and everything, and then, and then everyone presumably comes back after intermission for, like, another random ordinary taping. Like, it, it really does feel like, like a come down. Yeah. Um, but I guess we will just have to see what, uh, what volume 13, which, which was taped later the same day, we'll just have to see how that, that compares to this. But yeah, this was definitely a huge, huge high point. And I mean, if it's one of those, I feel like I can, we can say now, like, if, if you have to, like, pick out one volume to, like, to watch, like, so far this would 100% be it. This was, this was one of the better shows I've seen in a very, very long time. Um, honestly, yeah, it, like I'd have to think about it, but I mean, this is honestly might be like the best indie show I've ever seen. Like, cause I, I haven't seen a lot of indie shows like top to bottom, like as, as a whole show. So that's that's my disclaimer. Only one I would like say maybe better, and it would probably be close, but I have a a live bias was the the summit. Um, where they had, it was Shimmer and Rise and Smash and uh, Femme Fatales all putting on a show together uh, yeah. uh, for a SummerSlam weekend. Um, but yeah, this was insanely great. I loved every moment of it. Um, but if you want to hear our reaction to Shimmer Volume 13, um, that'll be out in a couple weeks, and you can listen to that as well. And as always, if you you should be following Shimmer along, too. Uh, go to streamshimmer.com um, and subscribe. It's it's pretty cheap, and you get pretty much the majority of their history uh, and everything we're watching, for sure. And you can watch along with us uh, and, and send us feedback, because we really appreciate that as well. Um, how about they send you feedback, Stacey? Oh, well, you all can find me on Twitter at Women's Sport Sid, S Y D. Uh, and what are you on Twitter, Stephen? Uh, Stephen Graham TWS. There you go. Yeah, you can mainly find us on Twitter. You can give us feedback 
uh, on the pro wrestling only board. Uh, I will go in and check that like once every two months. So um, be patient. Maybe we should set up like a fucking email or some shit. We should. We need to get our, our through the years on and, and be professional and do an email. But <laughs> but yeah. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, I feel to yeah. talk to us, which please do, because I mean we are. We're flying blind sometimes, uh, not knowing really what happened at the time. We don't have a lot of the goss from what's going on backstage or around the shows at this time, like compared to people who were there or who were following along at the time. So if you uh, have like information or corrections or, or stuff, stuff that would help us, then definitely, yeah, let us know. Drop us a line. Yeah, definitely uh, send yeah. us some feedback though. And definitely correct us. Cause, uh, I don't like being wrong. And I no. need to be right, so let me know if I'm wrong. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for joining us, and we'll be back in a couple weeks with volume uh, 13. Yes, right? 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.